Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Become Fire podcast. Uh, it's your host, Father Anthony Tinker, here with a special guest, uh, Lisa Sheldy. Lisa, it's so good to have you. Thank you, Father. Uh, Lisa is a parishioner here at St. John's, and um, we've had these beautiful interviews this past two weeks with some of our native Catholics and talking about um, the faith, you know, especially among our native people here. And um, I brought Lisa on because of her experience with the Curcio movement and with the the charismatic movement. And really, I wanted to reflect a little bit with her about her um, experience with Curcio and how it's affected the native community here. But before we get into that, I, we, can we just tell us a little bit about yourself, Lisa, where you're from, a little bit about your upbringing? Um, I'm bo- I was born and raised here in Komat Village on the west end of the Hill River Reservation. And uh, um, I attended school here at St. John's uh, from kindergarten on to graduation. Um when I think of kindergarten, I remember my dad coming to pick me up after school, and he was riding a bike. So I would ride on the handlebars <laughs> when uh, he would pick me up, take me home. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, and uh, my, uh, my growth in my faith is uh, really a lifelong journey because... I don't know if you want to hear what I was like before. I do. Jesus. Let's uh, yeah. Let's start. <laughs> so, but you you were uh, baptized Catholic as a child. Yes. And you went to Catholic school. Um, how was your faith at that time through grade school, high school? Um, it was only to uh, do what our parents asked. You have to okay. go to church. Right, Come right. to church. Get ready for church every Sunday, and we did that. But I do remember liking the times when I went with my dad, because when the school was open, then they had early mass, which was at 6, 6 a.m. in the morning. And that was with all the students that lived here on campus. So I I guess I just enjoyed coming early to early mass with my dad. Uh, but um, I remember uh, when I graduated from high school, I made this declaration to myself that I no, long, no longer have to come to Sunday Mass. <laughs> That's it. You and a lot of other high school yeah. graduates. Okay, so what happened to your life at that point? Um, there's a term used today uh, to, that you have um, when you're a child, that you have um, these times in your life that... Um, affected you badly. And I can't remember that term, but uh, that's what I had. Trauma? Trauma, relating to trauma. And um, so really, I was an angry person at that time. And um, I never gave my faith any thought at all. You know, I just uh, wondered why do I, why do I, why do I need to come to church? You know, because I had no acknowledgement of God or Jesus, you know. And so uh, I went through my life with um, having this anger in me and this hurt and trauma 
that I didn't want to acknowledge. So, um, and because of that, I got into a relationship that uh, caused more trauma and pain. And um, I had two sons. My my uh, younger son is uh, from my abuser, and um, that was uh, that was another um, journey in itself. But uh, during that time. Luckily, I got uh, help from my sister and my cousin. And at the time, I didn't know it was help. But they asked me, uh, my sister asked me, can you, can we use your house for a prayer meeting? And I just, just moved into my new house here uh, and on the reservation. And uh, I said, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I didn't understand what prayer meeting was about, but. I said, okay, so uh, <coughs> no, that's okay. Just uh, get a little drink of water. So when it started, it was um, they had people come over to my house and uh, they just they just prayed, read from the Bible, and I'm sitting in the back, you know, with my arms folded. You know, how, how long is this going to take? <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, I don't know how many other uh, meetings they had at my house, but uh, one, one night during a meeting, I was really listening. I was listening to what they were saying. And I thought, hmm. You know, I wondered about that. And... Uh, I was also uh, into drinking at the time. And I always remember that when you wake up the next day, you know, you sleep the whole day off. And I remember one one evening, I'm just waking up and I'm looking outside and I thought, wow, it was a nice day today. And I missed it. And And just little thoughts like that were coming to me. And uh, another thought was, huh, I wonder if I should go to church today, you know. And, and, and that kind of is what happened. I gradually started coming back to church. It was a slow process, but I, I gradually started coming back to church. And uh, I remember coming to Midnight Mass, you know, and I, I always remember that when I was a child. And, and um, I just kept coming. And it was also during this time that uh, that I was listening to my cousin and, and my sister about the charismatic renewal. So it was during that time that I started going along with them to their uh, prayer meetings, to their uh, retreats. And I got involved in the in first time, um, what is that, Holy Spirit retreat? Okay. So what? So at first, tell me about this transition. Because at first, you're just at your house, sitting in the back with your arms crossed, and then here you are, 
and you're starting to join them. Obviously, you, you haven't fully dove in yet, but you're, you're beginning to open up to the movement of the Holy Spirit in your life. Um, what, what was it specifically, if you could remember, that drew you from sitting in the back with your arms crossed to, you know what, I'm going to go with them to the next meeting? I don't know. I guess it was just an urging. Yeah. You know, an urging to 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 uh want to listen, to want to hear maybe a little more. But I guess that's just what I kept doing. Yeah. You know, I just kept going, following that uh maybe it was a little voice in me, but uh, I just <laughs> yeah, kept the Holy following Spirit. it. Yes. Yes, and um um Got involved with the charismatic renewal. Um, found Jesus through that. Oh, wow. Do you remember the moment? Do you remember, was it a specific moment or was this continue just a gradual shift in your life? I guess they tell you, you know, pray. Pray uh, so that you can receive gifts from the Holy Spirit. And, and that's kind of what... Uh, had me thinking, I wonder if he'll give me any any gifts. And I remember praying at home. Then I just started praying in tongues. Hmm. And I thought, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> I can I can pray in tongues. I can pray in tongues. And I just I just I was just so happy. Wow. I think that's just that's what uh kind of hmm. you know, I was happy for for once. Wow. For a long time. I yeah. I wasn't and and yeah. That's profound. I was happy. You felt joy. Yes. Joy you hadn't found in drinking and you know, all the other avenues you'd pursued. Right. And through the power of God, you'd found joy. That's so beautiful. And then where in this do you end up going? How does Crisillo, um enter into this picture? I think because I got involved with uh, charismatic renewal that, you know, just, just praying to God, praying to Jesus, that you just kind of just kind of keep going. And, and 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 then having more of a more of a, the idea that God is present in my life, and um, and I and because I started coming to church more, and then I started becoming interested in doing what what the church might need, you know, and getting involved with any church doings that might be happening, and. Um, we had a deacon, Deacon Tom Swisher at the time, and uh, I remember he just came up to me and asked, "Do you want to do? Do you want to do a crucial?" And I just looked at him and said, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay." And I found out my sister was uh, too. She was asked, so we both went together. What was that? What was that retreat like for you? I had it in uh, 97, and okay, I remember. That was uh, the year, or we went a couple of months before my mom passed, and I always remember that because the, 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 this thought just kept coming into my mind, you know, I'm doing this for my mom, I'm doing this for my mom. And, and um, it was good. But I guess I just felt that I was there for my mom. Hmm. And uh, um, 
I didn't like it. I don't remember a whole lot other than at the very end, uh, at the mass, they had mariachis come in. And I said, oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was just more joy yeah. in it. And it was just a, uh, just a great end to that three-day retreat, I felt. Because that, yeah, like that, that made me very happy because I loved the mariachi music. But... Um, now, did you just... You you said you'd been drinking pretty heavily before this. Was that just kind of an overnight? You stopped. Was that gradual as well? How did that? How did you get free from that addiction? Oh, I think that um, it was because of the abuse that I was going through at the time, and I knew that uh, it it uh, almost was uh, crazy. crazy as far as getting too much uh, beatings yeah. from him when we drank. Yeah. When we drank. So um, I had enough. I just had enough of him, enough of the hurt. And uh, and I stopped. I just stopped drinking because if I, I knew if I drank, then the, the hitting and the hurt would come. But um, my drinking, too, got me into uh, crazy situations that, oh, my God, I don't ever want to have to have to endure again. So that was another thing that made me stop. And, yeah, I said, I got to stop. Yeah. And, and this is in the same time frame. Is all happening together? Is this yes. all kind yes. of you're coming back to church? You decided to quit drinking. You end up going on Crescio. Just all the Holy Spirit's kind of working in all these areas in your life at the same time. Wow. When you put it into words like that, I say, yeah, that's <laughs> that's right. That's really, you know, God is there. I mean, he, from today that I've learned of him more is how strong he is and how much he just stands with you yeah. through anything because he tells you, I love you very much. I love you very much. And he says, and he's, he has proven to me throughout that time that he was there with me all that time. And because of that, I, uh, what, when all of that was going on, I was also getting involved with the charismatic renewal and then, and I, and God was with me. He even helped me get out of the relationship. Yeah. Wow. You know, that was, and I couldn't believe it was that easy, but I did what he told me to do. You know, just stay here, you know, don't do this, don't do that, you know. But we uh, we got out of it. Oh, um, praise God. He had come after uh, being told he was over, and he had tried to come back one day and uh, when I was at the door. This little voice said, don't let him in. But he somehow came in. And, oh, man, it was a fight to get him out of the house. Yeah. It was really a fight. But God helped. God really helped. Now, do you think specifically, because I, I brought this up, and you're a Native American Catholic. Was there something about your upbringing and your Native culture that really opened you up to the movement of the Holy Spirit in these various ways? I always remember a time when um, 
when I was young, and my parents are both here. We uh, we came together, I think, to to pray. I can't remember uh, if it was all our families with, uh, you know, my grandparents and my auntie, my cousins. I remember uh, my dad praying. We were praying the rosary, and I'm looking at him. And I said, Dad, how do you know the prayers? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've just been praying that (laughs) all this time, you know, because it, you know, just didn't occur to me that he knew all the prayers to the to the rosary and good grief. But he was praying before I even was here. Yeah. Yeah. He there. My I know my grandmother, my grandfather. They were. They also were. Devout Catholics. So just kind of this desire for prayer has kind of just been implanted in your heart. Yes. And just it's been growing, you know, and you kind of stepped away from for a little bit, but it was always this hunger that you had to to be in connection with God, to pray. Yes. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yes. How would you describe your faith now? (sighs) That God is in my life. Um that Jesus, especially Jesus, is the uh, he's just he's just he's real. He's real. Um, I was at uh, last week at Holy Hour and I had my prayer book and uh it said prayers before the, the Blessed Sacrament. So I start reading it, and it said, you know, just start talking to Jesus because he's real. Mm-hmm. And I said, you're right. You know, he's I can. Like, I'm talking to you. I can talk to him. And so when when I, when that thought came to my mind, you know, and we just started our conversation. <laughs> but... Um, I remember that uh, when I was going through all the healing that which came with my journey with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they're, they're healing me left and right. I remember through the worst times of uh, my uh, trauma that I just came to realize that there was no other I could have come to that could have helped me the way you are now, the way you are helping me now. Yeah. There's no other person on earth that can do this. Wow. That's profound. That's really beautiful. Yeah. He reminds me I'm I'm still here because you know I, you can go off and just do your thing, but uh, he reminds me and I, and, I, and I settle down. You know, I get peace. So you're right. <laughs> yeah. How did you endure? I mean, you said this was back in, I think you said 97. You know, it was kind of within this, the time frame. So here we are 25 years later and you're still, you've stayed faithful. You've stayed on the journey. You've stayed faithful to the Lord. Where I think you've seen a lot of people who've, you know, they've, they've fallen away. Um, so what yeah. is it do you think that's been um, helped you to endure and persevere uh, for these past 25 years in your faith? 
his reassurance when I get doubtful mm. is always there. And it's and it always comes stronger. Always comes stronger. And um and because I came from a life of not trusting, of not uh I guess trusting is just the this uh overall uh what would you call it? Yeah, you were struggling with a real lack of trust in your life when you were younger. And you say God has really helped you to learn how to trust in Him? Yes, yes. And um, to always know that He has my back, to always know that uh, I will never leave you. And I always felt that too, that uh, I had the abandonment uh, growing up. And that was another thing I had to uh, struggle with. But he taught me. He taught me a lot. And um, and uh, sometimes when I'm not uh, really focused on him, there'll be something on television that just kind of answers what I had been thinking about. And it's usually like, uh, like a TV evangelist. You know, I just happen to be listening. And that way I know that he's, you know, he's hearing me. And then t- sometimes songs, I love the music. And even on the radio with some of the the uh, songs that come on. And uh, I had to uh, also teach myself to learn to like Christian music. <laughs> that was an adventure. And uh, I remember uh, when I was going to school and uh, I took this religious class that was a requirement. I I took it, and then the uh, the guy teaching it was an atheist, and I didn't like his attitude toward the toward uh, Christian Christianity. And I remember coming back to my car to go home, and I and I was saying, "Lord, what's going on? What is, you know, why is he saying this? He's he's crazy, you know." And I and and I was just really getting angry but you know I turned on the car and I had it on a Christian station and uh, the song came on and uh, he st- it, w- it was singing I want to be holy roller for Jesus hmm. and it just hit me I said oh that's what I am <laughs> <laughs> so it's just little things like that just would just come at me during my whole life from today that uh He's just been uh, guiding me, helping me throughout. And then uh, me learning also more of who he is and how strong he is. And, uh, you know, his strength is beyond measure. And um, I remember, too, that uh, with uh, Curcio, I happened to make my fourth day talk just last week. And... um, and before that, I was kind of thinking or reading up on stuff that the Curcio has available for people. And I'm reading what your fourth day is is like or supposed to be like if you're following through uh, your, making your journey with Jesus. And I'm reading it and reading it. That's just what I've been doing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but. But we all talk about, we talk about after you make your casino, there's no follow-up. And we're supposed to have it. And I didn't have it. Hmm. But uh, 
with what I've been doing and, and uh, you know, praying with God and, and since 97, you know, boy, that was just, that was something else when he, I could, when I could just see in black and white words that uh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing things right. I'm living my fourth day. Wow. That's really beautiful. Um, well, we're getting close to our wrap-up time, but I do want to uh, ask another question, and that is, what advice would you have? I'm sure there are some high schoolers out there who are waiting till they graduate so they can stop going to mass. <laughs> I'm sure there are some uh, you know, individuals out there who are struggling with trauma, with abuse, either in their past or currently. I'm sure there's other individuals who maybe they've uh, they had a great conversion experience, and now they're struggling to persevere. And as someone who... Um, you know, has had that experience where you kind of walked away from God, has struggled with your traumas, and has been able to persevere with the power of God in your life. What advice would you give for individuals out there uh, who might be in one of these situations? The hardest thing for me to accept was his love. Mm. And in, in the beginning, when he started telling me that, I said, are you sure you got the right person? <laughs> wow. Are you really talking to me? Wow, yeah. He says, I love you. I love you. And he just, he didn't stop. He didn't stop. He just, he, he just kept telling me. He kept um, making things real that, you know, would just floor, floor me. And I uh, just... And it's like me working on the acceptance because I've never felt that before. Wow. I never felt it before. But he, and also the fact that he's real. We sometimes forget and take him for granted. But we shouldn't. We shouldn't because he's, he's, uh, he's our, he's our helper. He's our God. He's our, he's our, uh, king. And he loves us. He yeah. truly loves us. I, and um, it doesn't matter what color, what race. He loves us all. Yeah. You know what I find so profound about your story is how beautifully gradual it is. It really is a journey. You know, that oftentimes we have these, you know, we talk to individuals, have these moments, right? These profound moments in their life when everything changes and they have their conversion experience and give their life to the Lord or, or something beautiful along those lines. But what's so encouraging about your story is that it's been a journey. There was no, there was no specific moment, but it was always the Lord gradually through your cousin and sister bringing you in, you know, back to church um, through you know, gradually kind of being, you know what, I got to stop drinking and, 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 and gradually like, you know what, I need to accept the, God hitting my heart to say, I love you. I love you. It wasn't a, a profound moment. It's more like every day he's knocking at your heart saying, I love you. I love you. And slowly your heart just begins opening little by little and letting him in. And I found the beauty of your journey so inspirational because we're all on a journey that we, we look at these particular moments oftentimes and we kind of focus on these moments, but our life really is a journey. And every day getting up, taking up our cross, following the Lord, and journeying yeah. to allow our hearts, opening up our hearts to receive and accept his love in a deeper way. Yes. Yes. So, 
very much so. Amen. So thank you so much. We actually end with a fun question. It's kind of, uh, we have our, our interview and then we just kind of, you know, to get to know uh, you a little bit better. Um, and I know you're a superhero fan. Uh, so do you have a favorite superhero? Thor. Thor. Okay, why? Because he's Thor. <laughs> <laughs> you like the hammer? No. no. <laughs> he's just very buff. Buff. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, good. Was it Chris Hemmingsworth? That is the name. Oh, there he is. Okay. Good to hear. Um, would you mind closing us in a prayer? <sighs> Thank you, God, for this opportunity to speak of your love for all of us, each and every one of us, and especially here on our on the Hill River Indian Reservation. And that I could say that, yes, you know, you know all of us. You know all of us here that live here, that have been here since forever. You know our, you know our Hodgin. They're all with you now. And I thank you, God, for taking care of them. And I, and I, and I bless every one of us because we too will soon be home with you and know for sure of your love for us, each and every one of us. I ask for blessings for everyone and their families. I ask this in your son's name. Amen. 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 God bless all of you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith. That's becomefire.faith. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.